Hey guys, welcome back. It's Dee with another episode of Beauty with the Twist. I'm super excited for this week's episode because we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. That would be me. I am Jane. We own Teddy Bear Pain Co. in the Bay Area, California, which is a seven-figure body waxing shop in NorCal. And you got to add that seven-figure body. You have to. You have to. I worked hard for that, okay? (laughs) I'm going to say that each and every time you get a chance. (laughs) No, you have to. I even seen it. Is it on your bio? I don't think so. Oh. I should I should put that in the bio. <laughs> so you live, you don't live in San Jose though, right? No, I moved out. So I'm completely out of the treatment room. Two or three years ago, we moved up to Portland, California. And why did I say Portland, California? Portland, Oregon. We moved up to Portland, Oregon, and I'm completely out of the treatment room. So my team runs it. So tell me like how you got there. Like I want to know everything. I want to know so, when you started everything. So I started, you know, here's the thing. Nobody nobody grows up saying hey when i grow up i want to be a coochie waxer right nobody says i hey, want to be a no. coochie waxer what did you start out with facials right i think everybody most people they go to beauty school because they want to extract right yes. that's the reason why i went but yes. before that i did the traditional route and i went to law school and i graduated with my degree and i knew the moment that i left that i would never ever tr- i would never use my license you know a lot of people always say things like why did you go? Why did you spend the $86,000? You don't know what you don't know. And like a lot of people, like it's just like we went to beauty school thinking that we're going to extract, you mm-hmm. know, but if not for waxing, I wouldn't have used that license either. Like you don't know until you're in it and then you yeah. realize, holy shit, this sucks. And so I went to law school because everybody said that you should go to law school because I talked a lot and, you know, I read a lot and I could write well. And I went there and I knew from day one, oh shit, this sucks. But the good thing about law school is it buys you time. Three years when people say, hey, what are you doing? I could say, hey, I'm going to law school. And they go, holy shit, she's going places. Yeah. But I knew in my heart, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just racking up debt. But there's nothing I can do. I didn't know what else to do. So I just stayed Did your school. parents want you to go to law school? Of course. You wanted you. No, 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 no. I said, like, I think when I was 13, I said I wanted to go to law school. And then when I was, you know, like uh, graduating from undergrad and then realizing that shit, I don't want to go to law school. My dad was like, but you said that you wanted, and I'm like, dad, I was 13, dad. I mean, yeah. But then he, he was like, I already told everybody that you're going to law school. You have to go to law school. Yeah. So that was huge for me was sticking through it. And like, you really kind of tell yourself, uh, you, you sell yourself a, you know, a huge story, right? That, okay, I, I can do this. I can do this, but dying inside. So, and sometimes you just get to a point where you realize that in order for you to live, like your parents' dream has to die. And that was a huge moment for me where I, my parents and I didn't, my mom, my dad and I didn't talk for like four or five years wow. because I mean, we, we were in the same room, you know, I, if he needed anything, I was there, but we literally didn't talk. We would drive for hours in silence Wow. because he was so ashamed that, you know, he didn't know to this day. I don't think he knows what I do, but so still, so it's still going on. It's still kind no, of, no, we're cool. Like we're cool now. We talk all the time now, yeah. but I don't think he knows what I do. And literally he lives down the street from Teddy Bear and he will bring me lunch, you know, when I'm there, yeah. he'll bring me lunch or something, yeah. but he'll never ask me, you know, what do you do? He but you know, he's proud of you. He, he's proud of me right now because he's kind of like, how does she buy the houses? How does she, at the end of the day, you will gain people's respect if you're financially independent. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you do. Well, mm-hmm. you know, just as long as you don't sell drugs or beef. Yeah. Or, you're you know, not a trapper. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. But as long as it's, you know, moderately legal. Right. Yeah. But like once I proved to him that, okay, I can, dad, I can now finance your life for you. Then he's like, okay, like, respect. That's, that's really all that matters. It really, it, it doesn't matter that their path for you doesn't, doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. It just matters that, okay, well, 
are you are you financially secure? Can you and can you take care of me in my old age? Yeah, I can. Right. And, you know, God bless our parents. They just did the best that they could with what they knew. They just yeah. thought that, hey, the only way for you to get financially independent is for you to be a lawyer. Mm. That's what they thought. They did the best that they could, you know. So yeah. so when you were going to law school. Yeah. You already knew your other path. You already knew like you wanted to start doing wax. Or no, what? no, 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 no. I didn't know. So after I graduated from law school, I cried for years. <laughs> I racked up another hundred thousand dollars in debt, and that hundred thousand came really easy, right? In debt because mm-hmm. because my credit cards were at like a thirty percent <laughs> interest rate, right? So you buy a dinner for a hundred yeah. bucks. If you don't pay that off, now it becomes one hundred and thirty dollars, right? Like thirty mm-hmm. percent, and it did not hit me. That that's how credit cards work. I know that sounds stupid. I went to law school. People are like, aren't yeah. you educated? How do you know? Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. educated with the law. You're not educated by, with finances. Yeah. Same thing with waxing. You know how to wax and disinfect. That doesn't mean you know finances, yes. right? Which is huge. Which huge. is huge. One of the biggest things, and that's something that you and I should talk about later, but that's 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 what's missing in a lot of education or in a lot of, anybody can open a wax shop. Anybody can, truly, anybody can open up a wax shop. But not do it right, though. But not do it right. And, you know, and you don't know what you don't know, right? They just think that, hey, they charge $65 and now that $65 is theirs. No, bitch. I'm trying not to curse. No, bitch. Not trying not to curse, okay? (laughs) But no, that $65 doesn't belong to you. X goes to taxes. X goes to overhead. X goes to your rent. Your, You know, they they don't understand that that's the way it works, right? So, um. At that time, I, I didn't know. So I racked up a hundred, another 100000 So that was $186,000 in debt. And then I think one day um, I had to go to a wedding. I don't remember why, but someone talked me into getting a wax. And I went to Benefit because Benefit at that time. The brow bar? Yes. But at that time, they had a full on like. Body wax. Even before. Okay. I'm old. You guys, I'm old. Okay. So <laughs> I'm old. So what that you don't means look old. Is, okay. Thank you. Shut thank up, you. Keep saying care. that. But at that time, they also did facials, believe it or not. But anyway. Wow, I didn't even know that. The girl who did my wax, she was finished in seven minutes. And I did the math. I'm like, $65 in seven minutes. That means that, okay, you carry the, okay, you just made it. What? Yeah. And so that's when I realized, okay, like that, that sparked something inside of me, right? But then I still went to, I still couldn't, not stomach, that's not right, but I still couldn't put two and two together that, uh, you know, I can make a living out of this. But then I realized that the only thing I really enjoyed doing was extractions. So I'm like, I'll just go get my facials, you know, do, I mean, do facials or learn how to do facials. And when I was in beauty school, I remember the very first day we had to do the the facial massage, like yeah, yeah. tapote, Tep- effleurage, yes. right? And I died. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> wait, I can't talk. Like you have to be quiet for half an hour yeah. and just do this and do this. And the I'm like, oh, no. And I thought to myself, okay, that's another $5,000 that I lost because I'm like, okay, that's, you know, $5,000 for this beauty school. But then this lady came, came in and we had to wax her underarms and, and I did the math again. I was like, okay, we just charged her $10 for one minute. Done. So I knew right then and there, okay, then I had to be a waxer. This was almost 20 years ago. And back then there was no independent wax shop. Back then it was like the big ones, like the benefit was a European. No. So back then it was more like, like you had to be a facialist and back and, and waxing was a side thing, side part of your menu. You know what I mean? Like it was like, if you were solo, if you were solo, then you were more of a facialist with waxing as, as a side, as a side, you know, part of your menu. But it wasn't like, we're just a waxer. And then honestly, like, I mean, again, this is almost 20 years ago. I think 
I'm not going to go so far as to say I was, but I think I was one of the first that was just like, I'm just a waxer. I'm just a waxer. And so, but at that time too, I only did guys. And because I only did guys, like I grew so fast because all, all the Bay Area estheticians, my competition referred all the male clientele to me because I was the only one who did it. And, and did you know that you wanted to do guys? Was there like an issue? Was there like, were you scared? Were you like, you know, cause that's like the first, like the first thing I would think like, okay, I'm going to wax, I'm going to wax a kitty. I'm not going to wax that. You okay. know what I mean? I will tell you this. I was never afraid because money makes you fearless. Number one. Yes. Number two, I knew that guys had nothing to compare it to. Women have options. You can, and keep in mind back then there's no Yelp. Okay. Like I knew that if I fucked this guy up, hmm, if I messed <laughs> up this gentleman's wax, where's he going to go? Who's he going to tell? Oh, true. It's okay. Back, you can't do that now. Okay. You can't do it now. You, you can't because now if you mess, if you skinned somebody, okay, everybody's going to know. Right. Yeah. But back then I knew that, Hey, and honestly, back then I was very reckless. I have to really admit I was reckless because I was hired at a place and they said, can you wax? And I was thinking to myself, I waxed an underarm. Yes, I can wax. Yeah. How hard is it yeah. to wax? And they gave me a manzillion. And I was like, no problem. And I remembered he was the hairiest, mother, the hairiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't know where to start. I, it took me six hours. It took me six hours to Why? wax. Yes, I know. Okay, because the, oh, before that, all I did was an underarm. And how do I know? Because there was a television there and Deuce Bigelow, the movie, looped like three or four times. Stop it I right was like now. sweating buckets. Okay, <laughs> like I went through so much material. Wax was all over the floor. And I remember him crying. Like he was like, are we done yet? And I was like, no, we're not done. There's just so much hair. Honestly, there wasn't. I mean, I remember thinking he had so much hair, but honestly, and you know this, when someone is bushy, that doesn't mean they have a lot of hair. Yeah. It looks intimidating, but doesn't yeah. mean you just have to trim it down. I didn't even trim. Okay. Oh my God. You I, just okay, left I it. know. I know. But now I know. Okay. But then I didn't even trim. And of course, what happens? I get tangled and I'm like, <laughs> and does the wax get stuck? Of course. Oh my God. And like, I just died. <sighs> I mean, and I just died inside, like over and over. My soul left my body repeatedly. Okay. Oh but my gosh. afterwards, guess what? He came back. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> he came back. Why did he come back? Uh, two reasons. Number one, where was he going to go? There's honestly, back then there was literally nobody else to go to, literally. And number two, he had nothing to compare it to. So he was kind of like, I guess I'm going to have to, to block out six hours for a wax. You I mean, that's just, he had nothing to compare it to. So, so how much, how much did you charge him for the six hours? Well, she charged him the, the normal rate, you oh know? My but gosh. keep in mind that at that time too, I really, literally, I remember like not crying in the car, but feeling like. If I go solo, how am I going to make a profit? Because that was six hours. I was like, this how many day. Like, I just thought, but the, the interesting thing though, was that I wasn't discouraged. Like, I mean, as in, I mean, I was discouraged, but I wasn't like, I'm going to quit. Yeah. Even, I wasn't traumatized. I just thought, oh, I'm going to have to get faster. I'm going to have to get better, I yeah. guess. Right. And I did. So, and back then, back then, okay. There was no DVDs. Okay, back then there was a VHS cassette. Okay, oh do, you, my do, you, do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Okay, it was a VHS cassette. Okay, where this woman who was called the Queen of Wax at the time she did she did a tutorial, but her model had like no hair, so there was really nothing for me to. Mm. And it was really like 
if you've never ever waxed anybody before just an armpit you you really haven't ever waxed so that was what happened and you know now you can't get away with that now yeah. you know you can't be reckless like that and there's and also now you have no excuses there's just too much education everywhere so there's there's no excuses yeah I feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be dying. I would be like, if I was a guy, which props to you. <laughs> I marvel to this day. Um, I mean, he doesn't live in the area anymore, but he still sends me like an occasional email. Like, remember the time? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. yes. <laughs> Why do you have to remind me, dude? I'm sorry. Okay. So after that client, then you were like, did you start like getting fat? Did you take, did you take more than one client? You were just like. No, I was, I was still determined. I was still determined to do this. So, um, I, you just, so the, oh, I was with that person for six months, the owner. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just kept going. So she was like, you gotta be faster than that. And I'm like, I know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to, here's the other thing. When it comes to waxing, one of the brilliant things about waxing is that truly we're not with a client for six hours. We're not with a client for an hour, right? That's why I feel so bad for hairstylists. I feel so, so, so bad for lash techs. Lash techs. Lash techs. Nail techs. They're like, they're cramped over a table like that for like three hours, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think, I mean, with all due respect, all due respect. Yes. I want to say this out loud and it's going to be controversial. I feel like it is the biggest sham in the industry, in the beauty industry to continue to, to God, how, how do I phrase this? I think it's a sham is a strong word, but I think people aren't fully aware that, hey, when for you to make 100K lashing, you're destroying your body. You, I think that they need to be aware that you're going to be in that hunched position for three to four hours initially. Mm -hmm. I remember I, I watched this one girl. She's a very famous lash um, educator and props, props to her. Like she makes multi seven figures i'm sure i think um, i know who you're talking about she's 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 beautiful okay beautiful and beautiful hair she's she's beautiful beautiful okay love and her. i love I her death, right and she i remember her saying and this is her being honest she goes hey you're not gonna make 100k overnight right it'll be five to ten years right and that is legit that's legit it'll take five to ten years but guess what most lash artists they don't last five to ten years they will get into it for a year then they realize the truth of it now they get into education because and then they get into education product development because they can't last nobody can last in that position for five to ten years same thing with let's say you know tattooing tattoo artists a lot of them have really bad carpal tunnel syndrome because they are holding that vibrating machine for hours on end mm -hmm. every profession has its own you know has, has its own drawbacks but i feel like something like lashing it's extremely hard on the body i we got an tangent yeah okay that's true though it's if you don't make that a short clip, I'm fucking yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, literally, though. It's true, though, because let me tell you, I always, I the first thing when I started going into school, they started saying, there's a bunch of lash techs. Oh, yeah. Right? You know why, Very though, few waxers, let me tell very you. Very few. Very few. I went in there, and I loved skin. From the mm -hmm. moment yeah. I started doing this, because mm -hmm. I was makeup, and then the reason I started getting into it, because I was like, it was about complexion for me. Sure. And then I was at Sephora and I would see different types of complexions. And I realized like your makeup cannot sit good if your skin is not there. Correct. So that's why I went into facials. But then I started moving into wax. And then once I started doing, okay, I'm a facial and waxer. That's what I am. Right. I realized like, damn, wax makes me more money. I do a freaking, my first Brazilian, okay, it took me an hour. For sure. Now. I'm at seven to eight minutes. That's exactly. with everything. Exactly. And my Brazilians are 75. That's why I tell everybody. I'm not a gatekeeper. Right, right. I tell everybody, if you're going to get into this industry, 
be a waxer because it is the fastest it is the most like for me i I think it's like soothing for myself like i see the hair pull off i'm like damn girl look at them roots you know but i love it same and i love the money and everyone comes for me like oh you're just not you're in it for the money well who isn't like everyone's money hungry you know like i've been called money hungry for i don't know how many times but the thing is like if you're not hungry you're not gonna make it you know, and that's what it is. Like I went into wax and I was like, okay, now I'm doing full body wax. I'm doing everything. And that's what I actually made me get into Manzillions because no one here in this city does it. And it's on my website. Specifically, anyone can book it. And you know what I mean? And if they offer, a lot of places, if they offer it, they don't do it well. Honestly, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. they just, they, you, a lot of, uh, one of the reasons why they don't, they might not do it well is because they don't have the volume, right? Because you only get better at something. Mm-hmm. It's funny, the whole facial thing. Like, I think... Number one, you know, I got into to, um, beauty school for facials as well. But then I came to realize that I don't care about your skin. I care about my skin. I don't care about your skin. Okay, I, I, I don't. I, that's, the, that's the truth. Because a lot of people, because in order to get really good at facials or to, to really understand skin, you have to really understand a different skin types and different products like, yes. that goes with those individual skin types, right? That's a, that's a lot of overhead. That's a lot of education and Frankly, yes. I am not that obsessed about that. I thought I was until I started. I thought I was until I started actually doing it. And then I realized, okay, I don't care about your skin. I care about my skin, right? Yeah. Number one. But number two, I think it's funny when people say things that like you're money hungry. I enjoy waxing. I love waxing, but I'm not going to do it for charity. Like, I mean, like what, why would I wax somebody? You know, why would I, for what? Like at this, we're grown. Yeah. Okay. We're grown. And yep. if, and if this, if we're in an industry that doesn't pay for our houses, our cars, our kids, you know, whatever. Like, why are we doing it? We're, we're wasting time, right? Yep. Now it's just about, hey, let's be a little bit more efficient uh, with our time so that we can make the most money in as little, as, few t- as little time as possible. The other thing is I don't like talking to people. I mean, I like talking to you, okay? Yeah. But like, <laughs> if I'm stuck with my client for an hour, what are we going to talk about? D, what are we going to talk about? I'm not, like, I, I can talk to you. Like, when my clients come in, we're like, Jane, go. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. What about you? Blah, blah, blah. It's great. High five. We're, we're done, right? Yeah. But like, I feel sorry. I, I rented a room a long time ago from a hairstylist and from a hair salon. And I saw her stuck with her, her coloring hours. clients for about three hours. Oof. And I'm like, what do you talk about? What do you talk about for three hours? Yeah, that's crazy. She's like, I know. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I, we don't, you know, waxers, we don't have that. You know, and we love our clients. We love them. That's the reason Besties. why I think we can be besties with our clients because we're not sick of each other. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's literally seven minutes of work and we, we pocket 65, 75, 80, you know, with tips, what have you. And we're done. Yeah. And the thing is, I always tell people when I see someone's coochie, right. Mm-hmm. I'm more of their best friend than anybody, anybody else. Cause I know that I know more than your man does mm-hmm. in and out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you guys are my best friends. My, my Brazilian clients are my best friends. Cause I know everything about them in and out you know what i mean so, absolutely i mean I, I i completely agree on the whole lashes nail techs and hairstylists it is it takes a toll on them absolutely it, takes a toll on them. one other thing i think with when it comes to those industries again no disrespect to those industries whatsoever but if you're in a in a beauty industry if you're in a beauty niche where people bring in a photo and they say i want to look like this it's already an uphill battle Okay, because people don't understand. They're setting themselves up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that, hey, the hair that you want is dependent upon the hair that you have. The nail that you want is dependent upon the nails that you have, right? People don't come into our shop 
and bring pictures of coochies because they know <laughs> we're gonna get you bald. That's it. That's your option. Yep. Unless you want the the strip light. What yeah, sure. It? Which yeah. I I I hate it when people ask Me for that too. because it's never straight. Even I mean I you know it's it, sure, but it really depends on their hair pattern yeah. as well. Yeah. I had this one person who asked, "Hey, can you put the can you wax my?" boyfriend's initials that was me that happened to me i'm like sure if it starts with a lowercase l that's it <laughs> that's all you got i'm not doing you know a t and o and x are you kidding me no Dude, that happened to me oh my god that's so funny lowercase l you got it that's it no that literally happened to me no but that's true though like you it, it's it's really it, the waxing industry is just easy it, you know Overall. right now i'm going to a lot of schools and i do lectures at schools at beauty at beauty colleges right and you'd be surprised at this point, like every time I go in, my very first question is always, what are you here for? How many people are here for lash techs? Back during, I think the whole lash tech industry exploded during COVID because they just went, they just came in during, um, it was, everything was on TikTok, right? Like yeah. lashing, 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 be, you know, boss babe, all that stuff, yes. right? It was, it, too, that's fine. But then now though, now I see people more and more, they're raising their hands and they're like, I want to be a waxer. I'm like, interesting. That's, that's. That was unheard of five years ago, mm -hmm. right? But now, this like this past year, now there's a huge trend towards waxing. Mm -hmm. So that was that's very telling, I think, in this industry where this movement is, where the trend is coming, yeah, where it's going. I think a lot of people <clears throat> too is because people are posting like the satisfying waxing videos on TikTok, all these like reels and stuff like that. That people are actually like, okay, it kind of looks easy, mm. you know. That's probably what they're thinking, or I don't know, but. I've noticed that too, that a lot of people are transitioning from, I have a lot of students that transition from lashes. Actually, I want to stop doing lashes. Mm -hmm. I want to be a waxer. Mm -hmm. There are so many of my students that have been doing that. And I see them and they've dropped lashing completely and they're full-time waxers now. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. Good for you them. Know? Good for them. Good for them. It just, I mean, again, I think, don't get me wrong. I think that there's a good number of people <clears throat> who are still making great money as, you know, as lashers. It's just really impactful on their body. And it's, I mean, and of course, you know, us standing on our feet all day, it's impactful on, on, on us as well. But I think that it's more impactful on a lash's body when they're, because they're in that position for three hours. Yeah. At least hours, I'll work seven minutes and then we can walk back and forth. We can sit down. We can, you know, eat lunch. Eat lunch you know, anytime. But, <laughs> right. I want to know though. Mm -hmm. So how long were you waxing until you were like, you know what? I'm moving to Portland. I'm going to leave it up to my girls and I'm just going to be at home. How long did that take you? So I'm a fan. Uh, okay. I'm a huge. I was like, I literally told him, I was like, I don't know who she is. I need her on my podcast and I need her now because like your Instagram is just so like, I was just scrolling and I'm picky. Told you, you are. I was picky. You are. You're and I picky. was scrolling and scrolling. I went through every video I watched. I studied you because that's what I do. I study them before I, I, we text back and forth, me and him all day. Right. And we're like, is this person good enough to be? Cause it has, it, 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 there's a lot of people that I want to be on the podcast. Right, right. Right? But I always look at everything. Right. I study the person to see how they are. Does it fit with me? Right. You know? So I was like, oh, fuck, girl, I, I need her and I need her oh, that's now. That's so sweet. Uh, here, the honest answer was that it took too long for me to get, to get out of the treatment room. And that, the reason why, so I've been in the industry for almost 20 years, literally almost waxing for 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. I only got out of the treatment room seven, like three years ago. I should have gotten out of the treatment room probably about 15 years ago. And the reason why I say that is because for the longest time, I didn't have direction. I just stayed in the treatment room. 
literally no direction. I be, and a part of it, to be fair, I had kids, and when you're trying to be a mom, that that just you're you're in survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to blame my kids for my lack of direction. I just wasn't focused, and I just wasn't. I just was happy in the treatment room, and I didn't think beyond what I could do. And once I realized that, I always say that it takes two full time two full-time team members. I don't like saying employees, two full-time team members. If you want to get out of the treatment room, it takes two full-time team members to replace you in terms of your salary. It's because base, basically they're making 50%, basically, right? Yeah. With, with all the overhead and everything like, like mm. that, they're making 50%. So if you want 100%, that means you need 50% here and 50% there. So I really could have, should have gotten out of the treatment room had that been on my radar way back then. It just wasn't. I was in survival mode. I just... I feel like as business owners, our main responsibility is marketing. And I have a message for everybody who hates marketing, myself included. If you don't want to market, then don't be an owner. Don't be, then go work for somebody else. But your only responsibility is to market. And that, I learned that way too late in the game. Once I learned that, everything fell into place. Then I'm like, okay, do I like it? No. But am I going to do it? Yeah. Because that's what's required. I'll do what's required. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I feel like right now I, you know, we, we host waxing summits where people learn our business education. And one of which is I, I'm working now with a few girls and they are actively trying to get out of the treatment room. This one girl, she's, she's been out, um, on her own for two years. She's making 130, which is fantastic. Two years out on her own, excuse me. She worked for somebody for two years and then now she was out on her own. Her second year, she's making 130 K. And now we're starting with her first, uh, her first hire. And I'm telling her that, okay, by 2025, Let's get you out of the treatment room. Like, I think that right now we can work towards you, you know, with your first hire and then let's see how that goes. And then we'll get your second hire. And then by 2025, we will, you'll slowly start getting out of the treatment room. Yeah. And I have a question. So are they commission or are they hourly? Who? Your, your, my girl, my your team. team. My team members is commission. No, I just lied to you. They started off as commission. They are hourly now. Mm-hmm. But in California is different, right? California, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is a component of California that's really, really difficult. California doesn't allow commission. Mm-hmm. And like that was a difficult thing for me to understand initially because California is like, hey, you can't do hourly plus commission. You have to, if you're going to do that, there's two ways to do it. Number one, if you're going to do that, then it has to be, um, if you're going to do that, then you have to like keep really, really detailed records of they were doing this at this time, doing this at this time, or you have to do, I believe it was a uh, double minimum wage, which is $37. At my studio, all my team members make over six figures because their uh, hourly is so high. And, but what we, our, our studio policy is it's every 15 minutes. So we are insane with our volume and that's how we're able to create the seven figures. So I'm all about the volume. Like if, if the volume isn't there, then we have to work towards the volume. And I mean, I, most of, all of my team members have come from no waxing. So I took them from no waxing to 15 minutes in two months because I'm just like, you're going to get in there and you're going to cry and that's what's going to happen. And that's the only way I cried. So yeah. you have to cry too. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's not a hazing thing, but that's the only way to get through it, yeah. right? Is that you have to learn how to do this. Yeah. So all my waxers, you have to do it in 15 minutes. So that's... So the time, but that's how they learn. That's, that's the only way. You have to just throw them yes. in the fire. That's it. Because then if you, and, and that's so true because that's why European is still in business. All these corporate, you know, brands are still in business because they have like 
I know that they put their girls, you have 10 minutes to wax, you have 32 minutes to wax full legs plus Brazilian, whatever, go do 30 minutes, you know, and that's how they bring up because they're like, hey, I know that they're fast, they're quick, I'm in and out 30 minutes, I have my legs done and my Brazilian. The and that's with, true. The thing with EWC though, or, or you know, with again, with all due respect, not saying bad things, but EWC, <laughs> uh, with with uh, EWC, that, I mean, their business model is fantastic, but where I fault them, two things. Number one, their overhead is crazy high, crazy, crazy high. And number two, um, they cannot maintain their team members. Be- there's such high turnover. And you know, as a business owner, team members and like turnover with team members is the worst, is the absolute worst. And yep. people don't want, they don't understand that. They don't yep. see like, like you spend all your time and energy. And if that, if that, if they turn over so quickly, so, and, and the team member, like, not to brag, our my team members have stayed with like they've like ten years plus, right? Because a they get paid well, and b I found the people who match my who match the same vision. If they don't match the same vision, if I'm pers- I don't care about experience. I care about your personality. If you're oh, if you're you know like I can teach you everything. Yeah. But if your personality, if you don't have the, the work ethic, if you're not willing to hustle, then it's, then there's no future here. Yeah. That's right. why I had to interview all my girls, even because they're booth rent, you know? Right, right, right. I had to, even though you're booth rent, you're, I'm going to be with you freaking six days a week when mm-hmm. I'm here. I need to vibe with you because mm-hmm. if I don't catch a vibe, but let me tell you something. I've learned it the hard way. They can be one person the first month and be a completely different person the second month. And just, it just, you really have to study them. You know, I'm so glad you said that because all of my team members have been previous clients because- I know them after several years, mm-hmm. right? Because they can say anything that they want. Like people have come to me and they're like, oh, I am this, I am that. I, you know, I'll, I will, you know, I'll come to work for, work for you for free. I don't need that, right? I just, I really need to know what you're like if you think that if your boyfriend's cheating on you. Like that's what I want to know. I want to know what happens when you, you know, your sister, you know, when you're I in don't a bad know, day. So, like, yeah. I want to know what happens in a bad day. That's exactly it. Like I, that tells me more about your character than anything else. Yep. Right. Or like, or I, I had somebody, I have somebody who she, um, she and her boss just don't get along, but she, she never speaks ill of her boss. Mm-hmm. So that tells me everything I need to know. Right. Like, okay. She never speaks, never says a bad word about her boss, even though, so I'm like, and I love that though. Come on. Come I on. I love that. And let me tell you, there's girls that have been working here mm-hmm. and they specifically, you know, I have, I have so many girls I've worked here that I'm so proud of that they have their own spot because I mentor them. When right, you right, come right. here, I'm a mentor. I don't gatekeep. I help right. you. I help you. They want they're always like, you know, Deanna, how did you do it? Right, right, right. How did you go from home-based so now you have a full team. How did you do it? And I'm like, this is exactly how I did it because I want to help you. And those girls that I've helped have their own spot. That's the best. Like, I mean, you and know? that speaks volume to your character, right? Like, yeah. that's fantastic. And I love that. Hold on, two, two second break. But yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I, that's, but you know, the, down the road, I did have, you know, girls I didn't work out. But again, it was just like, I just, I guess I didn't study them enough, you know? And I think, again, it goes back into like, I don't know. To be honest, I was just, I don't know what was going on with me. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes like, again, I, it's you only, it's a guess. When you hire somebody, it's a guess, yes. you know? And yes. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And it's just a guess. That's, you can't, you can, it's, it's our best guess. That's all we can do, right? Yep. 
And people don't understand just how expensive it is to do business in California, how expensive it is to have a team member. It is crazy. It's crazy oh, expensive. It's crazy yes. expensive. So now how many team members do you have? So there are six of us. So without me, there's five. There are five body waxers. Okay. And then, so you're in San Jose. Do you have, how many rooms do you have? Three. You have three. So how does, how does that work? Do they? So they, uh, how does that work? Uh, really they work whenever they want to work. So they come, like, I mean, we had, uh, I, I, I shouldn't say that. So what it was, let me, let me, I first started and then Pi came in and then other team members started joining us. And then it was like on days that Pi and I weren't working, then they would work. And it was just, it was a really natural evolution. Like I just, I think what Pi, Pi is my partner now, uh, what we aim for is just make sure that all seven days are covered. All shifts are covered. That's all. But that being said, like we are getting a little bit too big for this location, mm -hmm. but I still feel like we still have a little bit more room to grow before I, I love this location. So I'm not leaving anytime soon. So are we looking at a second location? I don't want a second location. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person where I want one location that's busting at the seams. I don't want, because, because I am busier than ever now, we are now going towards um, back bar development and retail line development. Yes. And we want to uh, like sell out our waxing summits. So that's. So your main focus right now is your retail and I obviously education, right? So that's your main focus. You don't want to expand into like other businesses, like different salons. You don't want to. I definitely don't want a second location. I definitely don't want. I think never say never, never, ever say never. But right now I can't imagine a second location. I want all of my girls to buy houses. I want them to be so booked and busy. I want, you know, uh, and also I'm very mindful of this. We, if I feel like I can't be in the treatment room forever, it's not fair for me to expect them to be in the treatment room forever. That's not fair. So one of the reasons why we are seriously, one of the reasons why I started branching into product development and into um, education was to give them different streams of income because nobody can be in the treatment room forever. That's just not possible. And if they are going to sacrifice their bodies for a teddy bear, then I need to help them as much as possible to, you know, to diversify their income so that I, I, I don't, you know, my husband's a cop and after he, he retired, but after you, you can't do anything for 20, 30 years, you mm. get exhausted and you, it just, you don't take it, you take it for granted. Not that you want, you just get tired of it and yeah. the repetition, right? So I don't want my girls to get tired of the repetition yeah. and like, you know, their shoulders is, it's vulnerable. So I need to make sure that they have other sorts of, and they love teaching as well. Mm. So that's the, that's the reason, that's one of the motivating factors behind us diversifying our, our income this way. Yeah. So like maybe hosting seminars and hosting like, like classes, is that what you want to do? Maybe like that's what we are doing. So like we have this, something that we call the waxing summit where we have hands on, you know, day of training where each, each student gets six models. And then we also have, uh, and that comes also with the business component because there's just a lack of business education for us waxers out there. Say it louder. There is just a lack <laughs> of education, business education for, for waxers out there. Let's be honest. Yes. I mean, and you know, yes. you just don't know what you don't know. I'm embarrassed to say, and this is true, and I'm embarrassed, so I can't even look at you in the eye when I say this. <laughs> there was a time when I made 350000 as a solo waxer, and I have none of it. I had none of it. I didn't know where it went. Mm. I still owed taxes on it. I like, I cringe when I think about it like that because... I mean, I heard one of your uh, podcasts where you, you were saying that you made so much money during COVID at that time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And like that you kind of, you kind of not took it for granted, but you were spending a little bit too much, mm -hmm. right? 
that's exactly what it was. Like, I wish I could say that that 350 went towards a house, that 350 went mm-hmm. toward, you know, I don't know what it went towards. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it went. And that's what got me into, okay, you know what? You have to figure this out. Yep. And that's when I started really just like studying it, studying it, studying it. I'm like, okay, this entire, because the other thing too is that I had CPAs and they didn't tell me anything. They didn't say anything to me. They didn't, I thought that you're a professional. I came to you, I'm paying your fees. That's me you right would, now. You would educate me, right? Mm-hmm. No, like I, I think I had like five or six CPAs. And then finally I got to a point where I'm like, I don't understand why all these other people are not paying any taxes and they're incredibly wealthy, but yep. why, how am I not able to save on, on this? And then I researched it and then I realized after it took me a whole bunch of research and I paid different CPAs, like the, like $250, $500 to sit there and talk to them. I'm like, this is what I researched. This is true. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Yes, 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 no. Then I was able to now speak intelligently about it and go, okay, now I found the right CPA for me to, you know, but before that, you just don't know. You yeah. don't know that you can save 66000 if you put it in, a, in an SAP. You know, I, I, I didn't know. So now. Trust me, me too. I was like, you know, I was just talking to my nurse that works here and I was telling her, I was like, I had all this money, right, saved up because they were like, you need to have a savings account. You need to have money for a rainy day, so on and so forth. But I realized it just sitting there is doing absolutely nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually losing money yep, yep. for it sitting there until I had to learn mm-hmm. on my own because I, I trust I'm same boat. Mm-hmm. I went, I had bookkeepers. Yep. I had different tax people. Yep. I had, I went through so many various people and, and shout out to my mom because she's, my mom was like, you need someone because you're making all this. I was girl, I had, making so much, you know? And you know how you can see your total spending a month. Totally. Your, completely. And I was just like, how the, did mm-hmm. I make this much mm-hmm. when I go? have this much yep. in my account? And I was like, where did it go? But it's because I was using my money stupidly and mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't, I wasn't right with my money. I was just here, there, here. I have this credit card, this debit card, this credit card. And I was just stupid. So until so I had to actually do and research myself just mm-hmm. like you. And mm-hmm. I actually... Finally, like now I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm comfortable, more comfortable than a lot of people. And that's why I'm so grateful from where I'm at because I'm learning. But not a lot of people in this industry know that. That yes, you want to be a waxer, but yes, you're charging 65, but you don't realize the tax of it. That's why you have to charge your, you know, service fee on that. Because you don't they take the taxes is gonna take away. You know, just literally like you could it's taxed with everything you do. And I re- and I had to learn that the hard way because I swear I thought the IRS was going to come to my door and say, here you go, put the red flag on my door and close it because I didn't know until the hard way, you know? Uh, the the I think one thing that waxers don't, under- well, not one thing, there's plenty of things that, that as waxers, you know, we, we didn't learn. Mm-hmm. It's just systems. We didn't learn systems. Nobody yeah. gave us a system, right? Like, yeah. and, and I always tell people, either you create your own system or you steal somebody else's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that I always tell baby waxers or people who don't know their their numbers is, I my system is the 30-30-40, which is you have three three accounts. One is the, your business checking, your business saving, and one's your personal one. And this is when you just first start, right? Mm-hmm. So I say put 30%, like at the end of the month, 30% of your, your total revenue goes to your personal checking account. That's yours to spend. You want to buy a Louis, do whatever the hell you want. But that's 30% is all you have. If mm-hmm. that's not enough, go drive an Uber. Okay, go take more clients. <laughs> do what you have to do, right? Yeah. But 30% is all you got. That other 30% goes to a high yield savings account. And that is for taxes. Don't look at it. It's dead to you. Okay, don't even, don't even breathe in this direction. 
40% stays in the business, it, it feeds the beast. Start with that. Start with 30, 30, 40. Okay. Just start with that initially because once you know your numbers and knowing your numbers, just know, th- th- that just means like once you know exactly how much you spend and what your profit is, mm-hmm. then you can anticipate and save on taxes. Then you can create the shelters for the taxes yep. and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But until you know your numbers, go 30, 30, 40. But who the hell taught us that? Nobody taught us that, right? Not school. No. Shit. No. And then, I'm, in, I'm in college and they still don't they teach still me that. They don't okay. teach you that. And that's just it. And like, like beauty school doesn't teach you that. Yeah. And like, where are we going to get that? Right. Yeah. So that's why, like, you know, we're talking about that's why like mentors come into play, right? Yeah. Like, I, this year, I paid $30,000 on two different mentors, right? Because, oh, shit. like, and, and and here's the thing, like, when I say that, trust me, like, when I, when I say it, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. $30,000, but, $30,000 well spent because I got the money back on it already, right? So I'm, but mentors are expensive, but you can do it on your own. But then there's something called ignorance debt where you don't know what you don't know. So if you want to get to where you want to get to faster, more efficiently, look for a mentor. Look for, maybe the mentor doesn't have to be, you know, eons ahead of you. Maybe it's just, you know, five steps ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know what you don't know. So I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in mentors. Yes. And that's why I had one and I'm looking for a whole nother one because I believe I believe in it. I believe in mentors. I believe in therapy because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. gets me through it, girl. Mm-hmm. Let me just, you ask me what gets me through it? Wine and therapy. Yeah. That's what gets me through it. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Yeah. Wine and therapy. Wine and therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, honestly, like that whole thing about the whole tax situation, I 100% Hundred percent agree with you because not it's not spoken about enough. No, you know, no. and we've talked about it a little bit on my podcast, but it's just it's such it's it's a huge topic, and I'm glad that you're going over that with your your um like seminars and stuff like that because it's such a huge thing to focus on. So, girl, sign me up because I'm about to take her class. The other thing too is that I've spoken to a lot of very very well established as uh, waxers, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have their this is there's no shame in this. A lot of them have cash in a box, right? Like we all started there. We all started yep. with our cash in a box because we didn't know what to do with it, right? That's the other thing. Like you go, okay, you need to open a retirement account because that will reduce your tax liability. Like that's the first step. That's the first step. If you have kids seven and above, pay your kids, put them on payroll. Like that, that those are the first two baby steps, right? And well, there's actually two big steps, but that will like, let's try to minimize the cash box because that does nothing for you. I was there. Yeah. All you do is end up spending it. Okay. So, you know, that's not the best place for our cash. Yeah. So you're now that you're a whole seven figure business. Yes. Right. Your marketing is amazing. Thank Love you. your marketing. Thank you. How did you learn to market yourself? Because there's a lot of people, especially for me, I get asked all the time. I'm pretty sure you do too. They're like, how do you do it, Deanna? How did you do this? Like, how do you, pro- how do you, even till this day, my girls here are like, Hey D, can you help me promote this? Can you help me do this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, marketing is just, even on my days off, I'm marketing. Okay. People want to know every single detail about my outside life. It just fascinates them. Right. 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 So I feel like marketing for me is I've helped, I help, I help my mom open up her restaurant mm-hmm. and I got it from like zero followers to like 600 followers in one day. That's amazing. That's because amazing. Because of just the marketing that I was doing for it. Like I was doing marketing for here and for there. So I was That's, like, you know what I mean? It's hard. Marketing is the hardest thing. It's hard. You know, it's like, what, how, how did you learn it? So I, how did I learn it? it by accident. Oh. I can say that for sure. <laughs> for sure. By accident. Uh, a few things. Marketing, I believe, w- one of the biggest lessons I learned about marketing is that it's, it, it's about creating touch points, meaning that you have to expose your business to somebody 
it used to be six to seven times. Now it's 16 times because of the internet, because of TikTok, because of how quick things go. Mm-hmm. You have to mention, like they have to hear Beauty by D 16 times or see it 16 times before they come in. Mm. So once I realized it was a numbers game, then I'm like, oh, it's just a numbers game. That's, then it's fine. Then it's just creating as many touch points as possible. For example, one thing that I came, I, I'm a writer. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why I went to law school is because I can write really well. So one thing I, and I'm very, very disciplined about this is that I write hilarious newsletters and my clients forward my newsletters to other people, which is nobody wants to read a newsletter, yeah. but, but they will respond to my newsletter. And they're like, <laughs> this was hilarious. And so for a, for a while, Lady Peng, where, you know, the, my educational Instagram, I was, I, I sent my newsletters out to estheticians as well. I'm like, if you want to use it, go ahead and use it. Like, don't use it, send it to your clients. No, just change the name, right? Like, don't worry about it. Like, they're like, do I have to refer to you? I'm like, no, don't, don't refer to it. Just use it. So like the newsletter, that alone is one of the reasons why my clients keep rebooking with me because they're, I, I think when it comes to waxing, you have to remind your clients about the experience with you. Waxing is secondary. Waxing isn't, mm. waxing, it's, it's you who bring them in. Yeah. So what is your, what is your secret weapon? What makes you special, right? For me, honestly, it's my humor. And I mean, if you read it, it's my written humor. I'm not that funny in real life. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm not that funny in real life. Okay. But it's my written humor. So I always remind my clients of that. So I'm always like, what is your secret weapon? Whatever that is, whatever the clients feel for you, you have to remind them of the experience. There was a hairstylist where I thought she was so brilliant. This is her marketing game. After she styled your hair that day that you came in with her, she would style your hair. She would take a picture of it. Two months later, she would send you that picture. And she would be like, hey, it's time for you to, you know, to get your hair. You just saw a picture of yourself looking so beautiful two months ago. Tell me, right? Chills. I get chills. I'm like, how is that? So what does she do? She made them remind. She reminded them of of their experience with her right? Damn. That's what we have to do. That's, that's the beauty. I think that is what's important about the waxing industry or about anything really is that you have to remind your clients of their experience with you. Yeah. So for me, it was the newsletters, but we also do a bunch of other things too. I mean, like it's just 16 touch points. And so now I'm like, um, inconsequential things like, like there's all two of my girls, they, they drive around with signs on their cars. They literally says seven minute Brazilians, 15 minute Manzillions, right? Like they don't have to, but they're more than happy to. One of my girls, Maya, she makes a business. She's like, she's like, Hey Jane, can you make me a business card where um, I hand, she, she likes going to, you know, concerts and whatnot. And she wants it all in Spanish so that she can just hand it out to girls in the, the restroom. I'm like, Sure. Damn. See, and these are my team members who they come up with me to, to me. And they're like, can you do this? Like, can we do this? I'm like, sure, whatever you want. Done, done, done. So 16 touch points. I think that's one of the touch points, obviously, is free, is, is uh, you know, social media. And even then, I don't see a lot of people utilizing it. And that's a shame because you just have to create 16 touch points. If you don't want to market, don't be a, don't be a business a, owner. Don't be a business owner. True. If you don't want to market, then go work for somebody else. Do you see this shop? This side, that side? Exactly. It's written all exactly. over. Exactly. Exactly. My name is everywhere. It, okay. That's how it, and this, actually, you pay a pretty penny to, for the street visibility. Yes. But that is marketing. When we're done, we're about to go outside because you're about to see my flag. It's on the city. It's literally right you here. See? You it's, see? Yes. That's just brilliant. Yeah. No shame. And, they, yeah. and, and that's just it. You cannot feel bad about, about like putting your names putting your name out there over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Cause it, it takes 16 touch points to convert somebody. 
Once I knew that, once I realized it takes 16 touch points, fine. It's just numbers. Yeah, I agree. That was... <laughs> that was a marketing masterclass. No, that was for real. You didn't. That was free too. Okay, was- <laughs> <What> was watching. <laughs> um. So now that you're completely out of the treatment room, yes. What do you do full time? You're just home with your kids, your husband, and education. Or what are what do you do on your free time? So I'm actually now busier than ever because now it's full-time marketing for Teddy Bear, right? Where actually it's full-time marketing for Teddy Bear and full-time marketing for Lady Peng, which is, you know, the business education and the summit thing, which speaking of marketing, this is the first year where we're like, okay, marketing done for you for a year. So here's all the newsletters. Here's all the texts. Here's all the, you know, like every marketing like sign in my place. Here's, it's, it's a template for you. You just have to upload it in Canva and it's all yours, right? But there's marketing for that. And then there's, uh, there's the waxing summit and then there's product development and back bar development. And top, of that there's being a full-time mom because now my husband who was retired now he went back to work so i'm like that's great that's just great so that's the reason why i go to sleep at eight o'clock at night and i wake up at 3 30 i have to i have to what? i, I wake, wake up, up at 3 30 3 30 to 6 30 is when i work and then 6 30 i wake up the kids and then i don't get home i have to drive the kids all that stuff i don't get home until nine then i work again from nine to twelve so i only work for six hours a day and then i work out and then it's being a full-time mom again so that's the reason why I have to wake up at 3.30. Like there's no, I won't wake up at 3.30 tomorrow. Okay. This is way God. past my bedtime. Okay. <laughs> D, she likes to party late. Okay. This is way past my bedtime. But I'll probably wake up around 4.35 tomorrow. Because I have to. Now I'm used to it. Now I'm, you know. Bravo. How many d- kids d- do you have? Three. Oh my God. Twin 10-year-olds and a seven-year-old. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not. <laughs> that's incredible though i mean like you're doing it you have to do what you have to do okay yeah. it's fine so you're on the weekends are you off yes you give oh, your time for sure you give your- yeah but you know like when you're a mom it's a different off yes. right now you're cleaning like what's this <laughs> bs dude like, <laughs> fine i guess i guess it's my off time i'm just clean I guess. I like, guess. I guess. They're not in any sports, right? Because damn. No, they are. Oh, That's the shit. point. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. It's awful. I'm like, shit, because if they're in sports, exactly. you gotta go every Saturday. Exactly. So you're, at least though, you, because I've seen how you're posting and I'm like, you have your treatment room, you have your business that's going. I have a question though. Yeah. Because it's like bugging me. And sure. I'm like, I fucking have to ask it. Where the fuck is Teddy Bear from? How did you get the name Teddy Bear for for okay. that your, for your business? Uh, fair. So what happened was when when I first started, I was poor. Okay, so I wanted. I know this sounds. I thought it was clever at the time. Okay, <laughs> but it was Ted B Bear. Like, I thought you know, like Ted, because it was it was very male centric. So yeah. Ted is bear. So like Ted B Bear, but the dude who printed it out put Ted D Bear instead. And I was like, I was poor, so I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> Back then, there was no Canva or anything like that, okay? The signs were out. I'm like, it's $200. Forget it. When I make the money, then I'll do it again. But then everybody was like, teddy bear. That's so clever. I'm like, is it? So how's your logo? Is it a teddy bear? We, okay, that's funny that you say that. It is now. It wasn't then, okay? But it is now. And I literally just changed it. Like, I haven't even released it yet. I'll send it to you. It's super cute. It is. It is. Like, finally, finally, I'm, I'm proud of it. Which is... A testament, actually, let that be a lesson to your listeners that start now, start poor, start with what you have. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm a big believer in like, hey, like, even if you're not ready, even if you are, whatever, like you're never going to get ready. Okay. Even if you like, you think this is, it's too expensive. It probably is. But if you have faith in this, if you have faith yep. in the course, just do it and you know, you'll make the money for it. It'll, it'll work itself out. 
Yeah. Because I'm like teddy bear. I, if I'm thinking teddy bear, I'm thinking like a. Like where you buy baby clothes. That's the first thing I'm fucking thinking. Right. What would you think, Marlo, if you're thinking teddy bear? <laughs> build a bear okay that's messed up okay, <laughs> okay. but it's so it's so no i like it because it's so different and the other thing too is that i again i wanted a gender neutral name i love it i, I wanted a gender neutral name number one and number two i forgot what number two was but i wanted a gender neutral <laughs> name and it's, at the time it, it worked and, that, no. and you know i was tired honestly for me to to um Start teddy bear. I was working like four different jobs. I tell this story over and over again, and I'm, I'm sure I was only working two jobs, but it keeps going to like four jobs, five jobs, six jobs. <laughs> I was working multiple jobs at that time, right? And I was exhausted. And like, okay, we're just gonna do what we can do, and yeah. we'll fix it later on. No, so, I love it. Thanks. I love that name. It's so different. I've never heard it. I've never. It's just so unique thanks. to hear a name like that. Mine's fucking beauty lounge, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it's because but it listen, works. But, but it works. But it you. works. It works. It's a lounge. It's beauty, yeah, and we do exactly. everything here. It's exactly. a one stop shop. shop. For everything, you know, like you want to get your nails done, you got to book with her. Mm-hmm. You want to get your waxing, you got to book with me. Mm-hmm. You want to get your facial, you can book with her. You want to get some Botox, mm-hmm. you got to. It's it's variety. Mm-hmm. That's why I po- I specifically chose the lounge part, you know. Now that I think about it, though, I'm like, damn, there's so many fucking beauty lounges out there. Like, I want to change it. But <laughs> what makes me different is because it's by Didi. Right, right, right. It's by me. Right. You know, I, I get it. But I mean, sh- shout out to the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to an end to our podcast. Yes. This is where you say your quote. Did you yes. come up with a quote? I did. There's two. There are two quotes. Say them, girl. Right here. Well, okay. There are two quotes that I think about all the time. I think the first quote, let, let me just end it with this, with this one quote right now that's, that I'm replaying. That's, I'm replaying one more every day, which is the work people see is a result of the work people don't see. And I think that that is just, it's one of those things where people think that this is easy. They think, they, they look at you, right? And they're like, she's young, she's made it, right? Like she, how hard can it be, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they don't understand. Like, if you guys can see what this setup is like, like how much time and energy goes to this <laughs> set, this, I'm blown away. I, I mean, I'm blown away. She has someone coming in here <laughs> to set all this up. And it took like 45 minutes to get the microphone right. To get the, This takes work. Shout out to La Familia. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this takes work. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I really do. Like I've, people have asked me, like, why don't you start a podcast? The reason why I won't start a podcast, not won't, never say never. The reason why I have yet to start a podcast is because this is what it's like to do it right. Yeah. And this takes work. Yeah. Everything, like what I have created thus far took 20 years it should have taken five 15 years or like 13 years but let's be honest right but that being said it took a long, long time, time right and people don't know it it's not going to come overnight mm-hmm. it will come but it mm-hmm. won't come overnight. that's so good thanks shout out to that huh? thanks hey this podcast it, it didn't take overnight either okay <laughs> let me just say we were we had we had different places to film we we went I through a see lot that no I've we've been it. through a Girl, lot i've watched all your podcasts yeah. okay like not, some people just listen to your podcast i've watched all the podcasts <laughs> i've seen the backgrounds i've seen you know the iterations okay this takes, this takes work yes and that's just it everything is trial and error everything life is trial and error right different careers the career that you're in right now that, that which probably isn't the career that you want right now that's trial and error you had to try yep. it and you realize that was an error okay move on I'm waxing <laughs> take a class just me <laughs> well thank you so much for being on my, my podcast pleasure, my pleasure thank and you I for having me come back for season absolutely. four absolutely alright thank you guys we'll see you guys next time bye